Wrestling with my brother. We got a podcast, yeah. Wrestling with my brother. Hello and welcome back to the podcast that's eaten more worms than the boogeyman. It's wrestling with my brother. I was very close to picking a boogeyman clip as well. I picked that particular reference because I think you did used to eat worms in the garden. I'm sure our mother has shared with us that you used to uh, eat them. It was a classic song, wasn't it? Nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. I think I'll go and eat worms. My kids make Alexa sing that every now and again. I, I wanted you to finish that to resolve the melody. It's like big, fat, slimy ones, long, thin, skinny ones or something, isn't it? See how they wriggle and squirm. We, we've done a vision. Talking of songs, beautiful segue. I've thought of a little song to uh, to show the listeners, if you can show them via words, what the theme of today's pod is, bro. Go for it. We did a cast. We did the monster cast. We did a cast. It was a podcast smash. Brilliant. I'll drop some audio in there. That'd be seamless. <laughs> what, over the top of the actual song, over the top of mine? Perfect. Lovely stuff. What day is it? What day is it when this comes out, bro? The spookiest, most haunted, scariest excuse to buy a load of tat and fill your house with rubbish day of the year. It's... Halloween. Sorry, your audio uh, broke up then a bit. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Valentine's Day for a second, though. Confused. Uh, it's yeah. something that I didn't give a shit about until I had kids. And I still really don't give a shit about, but I have to live in a house with it all over the place, all over the walls and ceiling. Halloween is awesome. No, I don't have kids. But I've come to appreciate it the last few years. Me and my wife buy pumpkins. We cut the shit out of them in a very artistic way. We've just bought a load of horror DVDs as well for like a pound in our local DVD store. One of the only DVD stores remaining because you can't find them all. We got every streaming service, no demand. All the classic 80s horror films are not available. So, yeah, we're going we're gonna to go gung-ho. We go all out. <sighs> <laughs> Oh, dear, you have fun. We, we never did Halloween properly here when we were kids. It was it was always just a bit crap. I mean, like most things in this country, it's just a bit crap. And I just find now that we're getting into it too much. But, you know, around our way, the, the trick-or-treaters were usually 18-year-olds dressed in black bin bags demanding <laughs> cash, you know, <laughs> rather than cute little cherubs in adorable costumes wanting sweets they were horrible bastards begging for money and that's just every every day isn't it for, for most of them that's you know it's not just halloween that's every day of the year that's true but in halloween they put a black bin bag on and pretend to be a witch or something <laughs> anyway <laughs> this isn't two grumpy old farts complaining uh yes let's do a spooky edition of our opening segment who would win? Who would win? <laughs> I don't know what that wobbly voice is meant to be. Is that a ghost? Just an old man that happens to have fallen over on Halloween? It's very confusing. Generic Halloween scariness. 
number three dot wav. <laughs> right. Really obscure on this. I didn't want to go with the obvious. <laughs> oh God. And this is going to be a right old, as JR would say, a bowling shoe ugly match. Who would win, brother Darren, <laughs> in a Halloween themed match between Paul Bearer and the Sinister Minister? I think it would be Paul Bearer. Why do you sound like Phyllis from The Office? <laughs> you have a lot to learn about this town, sweetie. That was me being old Percy Pringle himself. Percy Pringle. Now, you know who the Sinister Minister is, didn't you? He was in ECW and TNA for a time. I think Percy Pringle had enough experience dealing with The Undertaker and Kane to know his way around a wrestling ring and to know his way around a fight. And besides which, I'm guessing that if he was in any sort of match, uh, there'd be some sort of, you know, no DQ stipulation, in which case either one of those two would get involved. So I've got to give it to, to old Percy Pringle every time. I am also going to give it to Percy, but because you shared an actual match of his when he was actually a wrestler. So he's got some wrestling ability. I don't know whether the Sinister Minister has ever wrestled. All he seemed to do well was uh, spike his eyebrows like, uh, was it Ming the Merciless? <laughs> so the Sinister Minister was Father James Mitchell, an American James professional Mitchell. wrestling manager. Um, known for his appearances in WCW as James Vanderberg and ECW as the Sinister Minister, and then in total non-stop action wrestling under his own name. Yes, he used to. Uh, well, he was he was Abyss's uh, manager. Ah, well, he did actually wrestle. Apparently, he wrestled various territories in the Carolinas and Virginia before joining Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Well, bugging me sideways. We still lost to Percy Pringle, so egg on your face. Egg on your face! Christ. Who would win? And from Percy Pringle, see the segue, bro? Professional podcaster I am, to my first clip which is The Undertaker's Most Supernatural Moments. The ring is lifted right off the ground! The ring has come right off the floor! Ah! Kane in it! That's a... Yeah, that's a 10,000-pound ring! My God, the ring has come completely off the floor with, with Kane in it! Even Kane's got to believe this sign from The Undertaker! Gosh, just look at Kane's face. He can say, oh, oh, look at this. Look at the ring. Oh, Taker, no Halloween special will be complete without the phenom, the dead man, Mr. Taker, as I like to call him. This was a montage that WWE put together to commemorate some of his spookiest moments. And what an impact old mean Mark had on the business, not only as a classic character, but also as a backstage mentor, an authority figure. He was everyone's dad, basically, wasn't he? Or at the least, a really creepy uncle. Oh, I know it's a long clip. I didn't expect you to. Why, why are you pondering? What's that pond? Let me pause my, my, uh, what? <laughs> creepy uncle makes me think pedo. No. 
I don't know what that says about our uncle, but I, I, well, no, when you say a creepy uncle, I mean that's got child abuse overtones right there. It's, uh, it's not a good. It's it's Halloween, bro. It's still fitting. So yeah, I was expe- <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to watch this this entire clip. I know I don't know how you feel about long longins. That's what she said. Um, but yeah, just the coffin appearances, his druids. Those long drawn out entrances, burying people alive, throwing others off cells, those eyes, <laughs> I mean, those eyes alone. No, I mean, it, what did he look like being pulled by that majestic white horse? That's what I need to ask. Come on, he should have been riding on a big black stallion. And no, I'm not talking about Big Daddy V. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's going to make the cut that was the only joke I had to ask my wife about I'm like is this too risque love at this day and age we'll see if he's made it then it's fine oh, yeah I, I I really like that kind of black and white vignette that he delivers to Reigns as well it reminded me of that epic Boneyard match with uh, AJ Styles obviously if I hadn't picked that match then this would have been perfect but uh yeah, basically, as I said, it's a classic character which was constantly reinvented over the years and just great spooky stuff. I mean, you say classic character, but I think it's got to be wrestling's greatest ever gimmick, surely. Well, you've got Tugboat, though, haven't you? Close. <laughs> <laughs> the, sh- the, sh- the Shockmaster, that's got to be up there. Yeah, yeah. Don't be too hasty, bro. <laughs> it's got to be the most successful long-running gimmick. Absolutely, no doubt. I mean... And he's always been larger than life, which is ironic considering he's a dead man. But yeah, this video just showcases how creative they've been with the character over the years. And the the amazing thing about The Undertaker as well is he's one of the very few wrestlers that can make his presence felt without actually attacking somebody. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's just got to be there and it gets a reaction. There's very, very few wrestlers. I mean, Sting maybe could have that same sort of thing. But again, he usually has a baseball bat and he hits somebody with it. <laughs> you know, it, it, The Undertaker, he just has to be there and people are mesmerised. Um, you know, the bong and the lights going out, that's always a goosebumps moment, no matter what the context. And uh, yeah, even though they're a bit corny, I like the clips with Kane and Angle in the ring because they were a bit different. You don't see a lot of that, those sort yeah. of spooky shenanigans um and the clip with lesnar made me laugh because of paul Heyman's reaction more than anything <laughs> back, back, get out of the ring! <laughs> so loud didn't he just chill out paul fucking hell oh yeah um i did watch it all actually i wasn't going to i was probably gonna uh, skip through and try and find some of the ones that i like but I, I ended up watching all of it and i enjoyed all of it and I actually think that the promo with Roman Reigns at the end was better than the actual crap match they would go on to have at that WrestleMania. Better than any of Reigns' matches, must be fair. Well, I don't know about that, but I think both of them thought that match was an absolute stinker. I mean, it was meant to be his retirement match, but it was so shit that he came back and uh, wrestled John Cena and then, yeah, AJ Styles. So that promo was definitely the highlight of that feud. Right, now... We always love doing this, and I, I enjoy that it's like a naturally recurring thing. Imagine if that had been in real life. You work like 50 years, you're 75, you're getting on, your back's killing you. You've had enough of the fucking people you work with now. You've been in the company for a long time. Retirement, you're looking for. You'd be looking for this as the day you were born, let's be fair. 
you have a retirement party and a present, which is that lackluster. You're like, guys, I'm not retiring. This was shit. I got to come back and do it right. Can you imagine? Yeah, this isn't the send off I wanted. Well, <laughs> yeah. so- sorry, we kind of, you know, we, we gave you a watch and your P45. <laughs> <laughs> We've all chipped in here. What do you mean? We didn't even keep the receipts. <laughs> Julie baked you a cake and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take it back. Julie is such a classic office woman name as well. I baked you a cake. <laughs> I knitted you some oven mitts. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, you, you can't have a, a spooky podcast without The Undertaker. So there we are. Oh, yeah. On to my first clip. And we're back in 1993 at WCW's Halloween Havoc. This is Vader versus Cactus Jack. And now, for the first time since April 24th, they collide. Cactus Jack lost his memory, lost his home, his family, lost his bag, made it back, got the bag back, and now he's got Vader. And I'm not sure if he really, he wants Vader. But this may prove to be Cactus's downfall. Vader already taking the headgear off. Boom. Look at this. Oh, he hit the post. Yowch. And I really don't know, Tony, who's got the advantage in this thing. Oh, Cactus with a chair already. They can't call this one. We had to have a Halloween Havoc match on here. I mean, we could have picked the best Halloween Havoc matches as a theme. Um, maybe we can do that next Halloween. And this is one of the most controversial Halloween Havoc matches, and indeed one of the most controversial WCW matches of the early 90s. It's a proper brutal and violent encounter that totally goes against the image that WCW was trying to promote at the time of being a, a family-friendly product. And it's often claimed, in fact, that this is one of the matches that would help bring about the hardcore wrestling revolution, or at least bring that type of wrestling into the mainstream now i thought you'd like it because it's a texas death match with plenty of blood i like it because tony Schiavone dressed up as jesse ventura for halloween <laughs> i love the way you say Schiavone as well that's that's just as good as his outfit yeah well how do you say it Schiavone, Schiavone, tony Schiavone, Schiavone. you went Schiavone. <laughs> that's a breed of dog i think Shiavoni. <laughs> Shiavoni. T- Tony, Tony S, anyway. Tony S. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there were some very hard headshots from Cactus, not only with the chairs, but that fan's camera that he picked up and that Cactus prop, which I thought was uh, very apt. Um, I like how the ref said he wasn't going to go down into that grave, probably because he knew that Vader was blading down there at the time. <laughs> now, here is a question, bro. Did you see what was written on the grave at the nine-minute mark that Cactus knocks over? Absolutely not. I was just looking at the the bloodshed gruesomeness of it all. Well, there were a few things. One of the graves said Elvis lives. One of them said dead. And I've taken a picture of the other one. It's a little bit blurry, and it might not come across on here, but I'll see. I can't see if I can. (gasps) Shut up! It says Evans. It says Evans. I had to pause it and go back and look at it. What is that even in reference to? Don't know, but freaked me out. Oh, my God. That's mental. 
I know. Oh, I'm glad you you hadn't seen that because, uh, yeah, that uh, that really whoa, spooky. Is that, is that Wav? Was that Wav file coming in again? <laughs> well, there's another question of pronunciation because I thought that was a wave file, as in like a, a sound wave. You pronounce it wave rather than Wav. How do you spell a wave in the ocean? Well, obviously you spell it with an e, but well then, there's your answer, isn't there? No. So yes, um, I mean, I could talk about so many things for, about this match. It just seemed to turn brutal, really brutal, about halfway through. And at times, the commentators didn't seem to know how to react to what was going on. Yeah, they were they were calling it move by move at one point, and then they just stopped because I thought they were probably thinking, "Well, surely this has got to be stopped." Um, yeah, it's an odd match. The stipulation spoiled it, especially the rest periods. The ending was shit, but it's absolutely memorable for all the wrong reasons. Oh, look, it's Darren always picking Mick Foley matches, Evans. <laughs> uh, Vader and Jack is obviously on my list uh, and it's been on there for a while. So I'm glad you picked it. And Jesus Christ, we haven't had a bloody match for a while. And I was like, Oh, I don't know how to take that. I was like the commentary team. I was like, oh, it was a bit bit uh, in shock. How did they manage not to kill each other during the WCW feud? Oh, my God, Vader. Like, with Mick, we know he becomes, and, you know, one third of his persona is the silly version of mankind. And Mick Foley, to be honest. Yeah, so half of his... And Dude Love. It's only Cactus Shack that's serious, more think about it. So we know he's got a penchant for being silly and, and goofy. And he's quite cute with his missing teeth and he's like a newborn. Vader scares the living shit out of me. We know how stiff he works in the ring. Oh my God, he's just terrified for, like you said, all the wrong reasons. WCW though, for fuck's sake. Not only are they overcomplicated rules, three counts apply, but you can only win by a 10 count. What? What's the point of me pinning you then? Oh, my God. But the match only took place because they spun a bloody wheel like a quiz show. Just put two wrestlers in a match with very simple rules and let them at it. They've always got to do some bloody shit, haven't they? Oh, my God. But, yeah, these two didn't hold back. This style is so stiff, like I said. But that's that's the way they work, and they, they wouldn't have it any other way. And, you know, I think if either one of them was facing another opponent, it would be like, oh, God, all right, lessen up a bit. I mean, you've seen Vader with Michaels, I assume, when Michael, when he kind of takes liberties, and maybe that's another match we can feature. But, yeah. Uh, do you know anyone that can suplex Vader, let alone on that bastard ramp? And I can't believe you didn't even mention that spot, probably because you knew I was going to, but followed by that back suplex onto it. Oh, my God. Vader busting Cactus's eye open. Again, pretty standard stuff for both men. That huge sunset flip from the outside. What are you doing? I haven't even seen either Rey Mysterio or Rey Phoenix attempt that move. And you're like a 300-pound grizzly bee. What are you doing? And that ramp spot at the end. Oh, I think I haven't seen that match before. I've seen that spot before, maybe in a Mick Foley documentary. We've got to talk about that. You've got, what, 400 pounds of Leon White thrusting his body back. How Cactus Dinema's heart pierced by a rib? I have no idea. 
yeah, it was crazy. I mean, going back to that sunset flip as well, what made that even more crazy was the fact that there was very little padding on the floor in those days, a lot less than there is now. Yeah. And it was there was hardly any room at ringside. You know, it wasn't the big gaps that they have now where they're all running around. <laughs> there was hardly anything between that and a metal guardrail. And it could have gone so wrong so easily. How they managed to come out of this with just the minor wounds that they did, I don't know. And, oh God, I've, I've seen it a few times, but I still just can't get over seeing a 400-pound man do a moonsault and do it as well as they did it. So good. So good. But he, he scares me. He He's like a shoot fighter. You you don't... Everything I've seen the man do, and it's not that much, but I'm like that... You know, the Bret Hart's of the world and the Takers, you know, huge men, but they're so safe and, and stable in the ring. He's a fucking liability. Oh, bloody dropped an F-bomb. He's in flipping liability, isn't he? You're still on the no effing stuff. I didn't realise. Right. Well, I kind of listened to the last pod back and I thought, that's nice, Craig. It's a bit more. The wife didn't say anything. And I'm like, yeah, that's that you sound like a normal man, not like you've got Tourette's. So uh, I was trying to make it a fucking thing, but fuck it. <sighs> it's Halloween. Have a few. <laughs> Have a few F-bombs. Sprinkle them like candy. On to my second clip of the week. Oh, Jesus Christ. ECW zombie invasion time. Ladies and gentlemen, the following contest is scheduled for one fall. Introducing first, the zombie. The zombie? The zombie? The the, zombie? Is this a rip? What is this? I can can assure everyone watching the world premiere of ECW on sci-fi, the zombie is, well, not an offering of ECW. Or sci The zombie? I, hey, look, I spent a lot of time at ECW. What the hell is this? I, I, I never saw no zombie. I, look, he's an ugly looking yet. Look, ugly looking SOB. I think he's the new breed unleashed, that's for sure. WWECW. Premieres is a new package on the Sci Fi channel, and you can literally hear old Vinnie Max scratching his grey noggin. Hmm, okay, this is a new product, and the geeks who watch this channel love all that sci-fi crap. Star Wars ships and laser battles and zombies. What the fuck? Literally pretty much what he said. I wasn't in the room at the time, bro, but I can imagine that's exactly what he did. And I've heard stories of said, yeah, he was scrambling for the opening segment. How can I shit all over this legacy? Up in a fucking zombie on TV because it's a sci-fi channel. How absolutely pathetic. When you have RVD flying in on a fucking spaceship while you're at it. Oh, God. It's just ridiculous. He was trying to appeal to the masses and this just went over like a wet fart, let's be fair. I did, uh, I did love the zombies promo, though. I thought that was really well scripted. Um, still not as scary as half a Steiner's attempts of communicating on the mic, but uh, <laughs> it was still better than most of Steiner's uh, promos at the time. Then in walks my boy, the beer-swelling, fag-smoking nutter with zero wrestling ability. This was the first official match in the new era of the extreme. 
And what about it was, I mean, yeah, fast-paced, technical, lucha libre. You know, there was everything you'd want in an opening match to really set the tone for what this company was was going to become. You know, and I, I got no more to say, but it wouldn't be a spooky special without an undead nobody getting twatted with a Singapore cane. Well, see, I did a bit of digging, actually, which I thought you would have done. Because I just assumed, like you, that it was Vince's way of taking the piss, saying something like, oh, we're bringing something dead back to life. So he is a zombie. I thought maybe he was throwing a bit of shade at ECW in that way. But apparently it was the network, sci-fi, that actually wanted it. They'd wanted an alien or something involved in it because of the sci-fi channel. But the zombie was a, a compromise by the the people running ECW, probably Paul Heyman and the creators at the time. Um with the caveat that he would be destroyed by the Sandman. I still stick to my my Vince McMahon story. Just because it's even, even though it might not be true. It probably isn't true, but I, I think you know it's it's kayfabe news. I wish just keep it at there. We'll just keep it at there. Just keep it at there. There we go. I mean, you've mentioned this on the podcast quite a few times, so it's good to see it in the uh, decaying flesh, so to speak. Um, but yeah, it was it was a bit of nonsense, wasn't it? A bit of uh, a bit of silliness. But the guy in the costume was actually a wrestler, and yeah. he wrestled a lot in the Indies. His name was Tim Arson. It's very sadly, he died in 2015, aged just 38. Probably from Singapore cane bruises and and damage, I would have thought. Potentially, um, he's yet to come back as a real zombie, but there is still time. <laughs> Oh, to, if Vince was still in power, he probably would. Let's reanimate him. Vince, that's not that's not a thing. That's you know that's no. I'm a billionaire. It's bringing back to life. <laughs> it's like he's here again, isn't it? It is. Yeah, he's always with us in one way or another. Oh, yeah. So on to my last clip. This is Trick or Treat with Roddy Piper. Let's take the very special glimpse at the inimitable Roddy Piper and see how he spent Halloween in his rented American home. <laughs> Hello, Mighty Spidey. Hello, Fester, my b- <gasps> Sylvester Stall. No, much too handsome, you gorgeous thing. You hold striker. It is Halloweeny. It is such I'm for the little monster. You take a stick and you put it inside and you gotta twist it around, make it real tight. Wouldn't want them to be burdened, you know, them little wonderful children that ring on your door. This is crazy. What's not to love about this clip, though? You've got Mean Gene dressed as a pumpkin, Vince McMahon in his red bow tie, and of course, Roddy Piper being a bit racist. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the less said about that, the better. Racist or not, he's certainly gone a bit mad in this clip as someone in the comments for the video said i think he might have been on some grown-up candy when he filmed this <laughs> so yeah we're back in 1985 you my brother craig was born true it's damn true and there's a massive halloween party with fancy dress going on at wwe hq wwf hq as it was then and then we've gone over to roddy piper's rented american house to find out how he does Halloween and how he does trick or treat. And it's just so bizarre. I mean, I'll let you kind of break down some of the stuff that he does and says. 
that's what you want to do. My favorite thing is that 50% of his Halloween decorations are of himself. Yeah. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a Rowdy Roddy Piper standee on the front door. He's got one in his hallway and he's got one in his kitchen. And there's probably a few more dotted around as well. Don't you do the same thing at Halloween? I, uh, this house is full of me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just massive pictures of my face. That scares all the kids. That keeps them away. <laughs> But um, my favourite thing about this, the interesting fact for this episode, is that among those children were Bobby Heenan's daughter and Vince's daughter, Stephanie McMahon herself. No way! Yeah. Crazy. Before she was a (laughs) bottom-feeding trash bag hoe, she was a a little candy-stealing trick-or-treater. Angel. Oh, bagpipes, cardboard cutouts, as you said. Sylvester Stump. Nope, he's much too handsome, you gorgeous thing. What the hell was this? The bricks and the bowling balls. <laughs> oh, my God. Piper is the ultimate showman and office bloody rocker. We don't feature him enough on this pod. I mean, he's going to burst a blood vessel. He's going to have an aneurysm. He didn't. He's probably like me. If I was a wrestler, he didn't shut up, did he? He was so hyper. When he, oh, yeah, with the, the, I get what you mean now about the racist comments when he mocks Vinny over the word native. I almost died. What did they get him? Student darts to the air. Oh, my God. <laughs> like Scotland is some Aboriginal tribe in the UK. Jesus Christ. When he when he called those kids curtain climbers as well, it's like fuck you know, oh, sticking his favorite candy up his kilt as well. Yeah, there's not much more to say. He's just an absolute liability, isn't he? It was just insane. I, I they I couldn't see a segment like this being filmed today or even during the Attitude Era because it, it would have been too demented for the Attitude Era and just not made yeah. enough sense. And today it would be too extreme. So it, it was only ever going to be in that really weird, very early 80s WWE, right? Just It was just, yeah, wow. so bizarre. It, it didn't seem to go anywhere either. There was no kind of narrative or payoff or anything to it. Just showing how mad Piper was. It was a huge twist ending where the chocolate turned into red chilli peppers. Were you not watching? I was. Yeah, th- but what, what was the story? What was the story there? Piper tries to trick kids. Kids end up tricking Piper. Good God, bro. The, the narrative went completely over your head. You were focused on those bowling balls. They weren't actually candy apples. You know that, didn't you? How are they ever going to hold those up? They never would have stood up on a stick. You'd have to get something like iron to, to hold the weight of a bowling ball. I don't know. It was Jay's just so erratic. I can imagine that was the first take. And he's like, come on, i got 20 more in me. They're like, no, we, that's it. We, we'll call it the... Oh. Madness, absolute madness. But a, a good way to sign off a Halloween special with trick or treat. Are you out trick or treating this year, or is it just pumpkin carving for you? Oh no, we've got our, our living rooms at the back of the house. It's perfect. We get to avoid them all. All the lights off. That's not spooky in our house, but it's it's not even out of choice. All the lights off, so people think you're not in. No, we're going to. Uh, oh no, we got. We're not going to. We would have gone because this is in the future. <laughs> We went to a pumpkin picking farm. <laughs> it's weird talking about something I haven't done. Anyway, yeah, we can watch some uh, scary films, bro. You know, you gotta 
brought some scary, scary films, Freddy Krueger and all that. What about you? Well, you be a kid, kid crazy in your eyes. My kids are desperate to go trick or treating, but uh, I can't be asked. Do it. You can go as grumpy old man. You're already in costume. Oh, you could have. You should have said I could go as uh, grumpy the dwarf. Grumpy the but either one. Well, no, yeah. I don't. Want to, I don't want to more than one thing at once. I don't want to give you height and your attitude, <laughs> one or t'other. Do you want to do a sign off? <sighs> God, yeah. A, a spooky sign off. We've been wrestling with my brother. No, I can't. It's ridiculous. Wrestling my brother. We've been at Russell Bros Pod on Twitter. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, Spotify. At- no. Oh, Darren Breaker win there. God, that, that was thunder. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Find us wherever you want, as long as you find us, because we are we're online, bro. We're everywhere. We're viral. The, we're viral, like the plague. Yeah. Or oh, herpes. <laughs> Gonorrhea. Yes. So that's it. Spooky episode. Happy Halloween, everyone. Stay safe. Dress up as a wrestler, for Christ's sake, and then send us some pictures so we can tweet them. I'd love to see those, please. So we're down. There we are. We've been wrestling my brother. Bye. 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 <laughs> wrestling with my brother. We got a podcast, yeah. Wrestling with my brother.